and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. Welcome to episode seven of this particular Money Magic series. My guest with me today is Putamang, and she is going to talk to us about money, trauma, and the womb. So, in episode six, I interviewed um, a polite. Now I am interviewing Putanang. Both of them do the Womb Wednesday. Uh, post and work. So this is super, super exciting. Thank you for joining us, Putanang. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Vangile. I'm looking forward to it and uh, hopefully my nerves don't come out too much. (laughs) No, you're going to do just fine. I promise you. So can you please tell us about yourself? What you do, who you are? Yeah, um, so... My day job is as an accountant. I run an audit firm with two partners that we started 10 years ago. And I am, I also sit on a few boards and some committees of the boards as well. And then um, as a person, my interests are traveling. I love traveling. Uh, I love spending time with my family. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I've been married for six years, I've got a five-year-old, I've got a woman, uh, the five-year-old is a son, and uh, yeah, I'm a homeschooler, I, uh, I live out in the mountains, instead of in the city like everyone else, so yeah, that's wow. just a little bit about me. Well, I knew you were a homeschooler, I didn't know though that you had two kids, Um I think only because uh, when you went to Vietnam last year, what I, was it earlier this year? Last year, right? It was um, years, so late last year, early this year, yeah. 
Yeah, so um, I only saw pictures of your five-year-old. Oh, they were both there. Oh, they were both there. Oh, precious, man. (laughs) That's beautiful. So, Putanang, tell us, what does money mean to you? Sure, money for me, honestly, means freedom. Um, Mm. It's... uh, I think we all need to just accept that we're living in a capitalistic society and to get access to a lot of things, you need money. You know, if I want to travel the way I love traveling with my family, I do need money. Um, and I want to stay in a beautiful house, I need money to buy it. My car, I need money. So for me, it's really freedom to, to literally just be able to express myself through how I live my life. Mm. Um, without, you know, too many restrictions, without Mm. having to think about too many things, you know. Uh, So money and time both signify freedom for me. And the combination of both is just, it's my dream. Mm. Okay. I agree. Like, I think actually that is the closest description of what money means to me when I think about it. Funny enough, I haven't like sat and like gone deep on this question because I'm more fascinated to hear what money means to people. But for me, definitely, I think it means freedom because freedom is definitely one of my top values, right? As a constant traveler, but also just like believing in freedom as a, as a value for just everybody that we should all have some kind of say in our lives. So yeah, that's what money means to me too when I think about it. So when did you start suspecting that your money story wasn't just about the money and there was more to this than budgeting? Um, I think for me, I'll, I'll say I almost, I, I always knew this because my grandmother was a domestic worker um, and I used to visit my grandmother during the school holidays, well, myself and my siblings anyway. Mm. And uh, almost all the time, her employers would never be there. And every time I asked, they would be on holiday. Where are they? Well, they're in London or they're in France or they're in wherever. It doesn't matter. Some wow. location that I literally only saw on a map, on paper, you know, at school. And... Um, my parents, you know, could afford to take us on a holiday, maybe to Durban and to Cape Town. That's where we grew up going to. And I knew that I definitely wanted more for myself. I wanted to be in the so-called London that these people are always going to. I wanted yeah. to see myself in a foreign country where I don't understand the language and nobody knows me. And, um, mm. you know, there's just some, something that's just always attracted me to travel um and so from from the very beginning because i knew my parents could not afford to take four of us plus the two of them on a plane to london i literally knew that you know my money story was going to be different it's not going to be the same as theirs where they save for two to three years for us to be able to go to durban which is great i mean i really really appreciate what they did and i think they did great um, but I definitely wanted more for myself, uh, for, for my yeah. life. So, 
So the budgeting thing was never for me. In fact, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I shouldn't say this because I'm an accountant, <laughs> but I don't Actually, like budgeting. Can I share a story? Like, so in the student group, right, there's a video that's circulating around about how you, there was a video, there is a video right now on Facebook uh, circulating around by Busi Tende Guayo that I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And Kanya shared it with me and I'm going to interview Kanya next. Um, he shared it with me and he was saying, and I was like, definitely post it in the student group. This is amazing. We need to hear this. And in there, Busi uh, Tende Guayo is, te is teaching that we need uh, before you get 2 billion rand, you need to be able to manage 2 million rand, you know, like that you need to go through the trials and error. And we're all like, oh my God, guys, this is awesome. What an amazing video. And literally Putanang comes in and is like, please just give me the 2 billion rand. And we're like, whoa, what just happened here? You know, and the logic was so, so I sat with it and I came back. I was like, guys, I agreed with Busi until Putanang because now I understand my fallacy in thinking. The two billion rand, literally, if someone comes and they give you two billion rand, and then someone says, "Go work for the two million rand," take the two billion. You were so right. Like you can hire the coaches, you can hire the financial advisors, you can hire a team, you can literally hire the people that you need to figure out your next move. Yeah. But we were all like, yes, you need to work for the two million. You need to really struggle and no, fail and everything. So you always bring this perspective of ease to us, even though you're an accountant. It's always like, wow, okay, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I think also, um, Ben, it's important to remember that if two billion offers itself to you, then <laughs> you are not the person who needs to work hard for the two billion rand. So do not deny who you are. Take it and say yeah. thank you so much, you know. And uh, yeah. if you make a mistake with it tomorrow, that's fine. But there's somebody else right next to you who's not going to get the same offer as you. So mm. you, I think we constantly need to believe in ourselves. We need yeah. to constantly believe in the work that we are doing. And we need to actually believe that it is changing who we are. So perhaps you were never going to get offered the 2 billion rand five years ago, or maybe even a week yeah. ago. But if it comes yeah. today, that is who you are. You are yeah. a person who believes that 2 billion rands just comes in and walks into your life. Take it. Sure. sure. But you know what you just said is so powerful because it goes against, the video was basically saying work for the 2 million and then you'll be able to master it because the two billion will destroy you. And it's yeah. true that sometimes having more money can destroy you. But also I feel like just because you've never had more than say a hundred thousand and then suddenly you jump to a billion, it doesn't mean that it has to destroy you. There are so many resources, right? We can always find out what we, what we don't know. What do I need to know about having this much money? You know? So I think that is so, so powerful what you said. So I interrupted as I am known to do, like honey is always on my case about this. <laughs> but I, I wanted to go back to what you were saying about you knew that your money story would be different. And even though you were an accountant, 
you knew that you, it was not about the money. Please walk us through that. Yeah, so I think it goes back to the fact that for me, um, money is freedom. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've been on this whole self-improvement, whatever you call it, path for a very long time. And um, I, I mentioned that I run my own business and, and partially, yeah. again, it goes back to freedom because for me to, you know, um, sit and work for someone else. And I know that being an entrepreneur has its own boxes that you sort of sit in, but it does come with a certain amount of freedom. You know, I I, I literally can decide where I want my life to go without necessarily having to go and consult my boss. Mm. Um, I can decide I'm going to go on holiday at any time I want to. It comes back to the fact that I'm homeschooling. I don't like the fact that there's school holidays and you have to go to school every other day of the year. You can't go on holiday on these other days. You know, I, I, I prefer Amen. To, to say to my kids, you know, we're actually not going to school for, I don't know, however long as my dream is, you know, to just pack up and just drive through the whole continent. Yeah. I wouldn't have that freedom if my kids are in school. Um, but I also just but think... Also- can you imagine the kind of education that a child get, gets from traveling from Cape to Cairo or traveling through Asia? Like I've always felt like if my kids are going to learn about um, the uh, uh, about Timbuktu, then we should really go to Mali and look at the history and learn it firsthand and talk to the people of the land and ask them about their own history that would be so much more powerful exactly yeah yeah so so that's that's really it's for me it's it's all about freedom that's you know my dream of being financially free came at the age of eight and i knew that this was oh i'm going to wake up at age 40 and i'm going to decide if i want to go to work or not and um, I'm not going to have to sacrifice my lifestyle. My kids are not going to have to sacrifice anything. No one in my family is going to have to sacrifice anything because I'm saying that I don't feel like going to work because now I'm 41 or whatever the case may be, you know. Yeah. 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 Wow. That is, that is insanely amazing. I love it. So what do you wish you had known before starting your money journey? Um, what I wish I had known, um, before starting, I think is, is that go big or go home is real. Um, that <laughs> and you can dream of having 10,000 rand in your bank account and you will be surprised that, you know, a month will go by, you'll just go about your life. And then suddenly there's 10,000 rand sitting in your bank account, waiting for your instruction on what you wanted to do. Or you can say, I would like to have a million or I would like to have 2 billion rand in my account as we were saying the other day, you know, that the universe is listening and it really just follows your instruction that your word is powerful. Your intention Mm. is very powerful. So whatever it is that my dream is, I can, I can go big or I can go home. If I want 10,000 rand, that's what I'm going to get. But if I want financial freedom, sure. from my definition, that's exactly what I'm going to get. And yes, sure, yeah. sometimes 
find yourself, you get the yeah. 10,000 rand and you realize, hmm, it's actually not that difficult. So yeah. how's about I get 1.5 million? And yeah. then you realize, hmm, here's a 1.5 million. So let me go bigger, you know? So, so yeah. you know, I, I think that's such an important lesson that I wish, I, I wish that we could all learn at a young age that yeah. whatever you want, literally, no um, exaggeration, whatever you want is right yeah. here. You just need to yeah. ask, you know, don't sabotage yourself. Don't stand in your own way. Don't mm. deny who you are, which I think a mm. lot of us do a lot of the time. You know, opportunities sure. come and I'm not ready for this. I still need yeah. to maybe go to my MBA or I still need mm. to, whatever it is, I don't know. You know, we, we impose yeah. all these conditions. Um, and yeah, Amen. in terms of our upbringing and, and we've been raised with yeah. all sorts of limitations. But I think in the age and the era that we're living in now, um, a lot of us yeah. know better. We definitely need to do better. Yeah. No, we definitely do impose conditions on how money should show up and all the things that we need to do to make that money, right? And then I think also our conditions that we impose are reinforced by uh, the society that we live in, right? It's like we look around and we hear people say the same things. I just wanted to talk about just a snippet when I'm so my first company failed right and my big thing was that I had this deep belief that um, entrepreneurship was difficult right like running a business was insanely difficult making a consistent income in the business paying expenses all that was difficult it was hustle hustle right and then when I started wealthy money I started asking myself these questions like who said it needs to be difficult? What if it can be easy? What if I can grow, maybe not up level instantaneously, but grow in a way that is simple and gentle and easy and I learn my lessons and I keep growing? And I don't even think this was possible, right? But as we do in the Money Magic course, we go through the journal prompts and we ask some really key questions around money and our income. And then I started thinking to myself, wow. And then one day I was like, okay, how would this happen? And the answer was like, and I remember ending, I ended up crying in London and I was visiting my cousin and I was like, oh my God, the answer for me is ease would be traveling and building a company. Now this was the opposite of what I expected, right? Because now it's adding another dimension to this thing that I want to do. So now it's like, I'm going from, oh, I just want to be staying put and creating an extra stream, uh, creating a constant stream of income. Now my subconscious is telling me that the easiest way for me to do this is to do it with travel, you know? And I kept asking, and that was the same answer that came up. And, you know, it really has been the easiest for me. It's been the easiest way for me to do it. And what has happened is that I've been able to consistently um, create a consistent income that I can predict every month, like you said, you write down the figure, you work on it, you do your inner work, 
And I've been able to do that even as I travel and continue to travel the way that I wanted to do. Mm. So my whole point with this is to say that it doesn't have to be hard. And one of the things that I had to start doing was to start to hear when people are saying building a business is hard, it's such a struggle, month end, hug an entrepreneur, all that, to hear it, but to not internalize it as my message and as my belief system, because I realized that that was not, um, that was a message that came from a space of deep trauma of watching my grandmother and my mother and my uncle and everyone struggle every month end. And now I was trying to heal that trauma and change the story, which meant that I needed to be committed to changing that story and that trauma. So thank you for sharing that. So, Putanang, why did you decide to sign up for the Money Magic course? And when you heard about the course, what did you expect? Um, so I heard about the course from Lebo's uh, group, Stretch in yeah. 2018. Ah, okay. When, yeah. I was, uh, when I used to come in and do uh, the classes once a month with level mm -hmm. in yes. the group. Okay. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And um, so, you know, I, like I said, I, I have been on this whole self-improvement thing, trying to get out of my own way life uh, for a while. And uh, of course, money is very important to me. I will never lie to anybody. I love money. Money loves me. We have a great relationship. We really, really love each other. So obviously, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you said was really, really mind blowing. Um, and I, I thought, okay, well, you know, this is, this is a course that, that I can get on. And my, my expectations were really just to that the course was going to help me to shed you know just more layers in terms of my limiting beliefs and and there's layers and layers and layers mm. and layers to this thing you know you think you've sorted something out and then there it goes it triggers you and yeah. and, and you need to be gentle with yourself and just remember that oh well you know this is this is a deeper layer I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not uncovering the first layer of the onion. I'm on layer number 12 or whatever it is, you know, however many yeah. layers. So, so that was my expectation of the course is that it's, it's going to help me to get closer to, to my goal because I've, I've always been clear that um, our, our money journey, our money story is never really about the money. It's about yeah. everything but the money. It's about what you yeah. believe yourself to be. It's about yeah. what your parents said about money when you were growing up. It's about you seeing yeah. your grandmother struggling every single month when she was raising you and your mother was out there trying to figure life. You know, it's, it's about all those yeah. things and, and yeah. we end up sabotaging ourselves. And this happens to everybody. I'm pretty sure you can talk to the biggest billionaire. You know, I'm not a billionaire. Yeah. But we could speak to anybody and they will tell us about the self-sabotage that they've done to themselves yeah. because yeah. of all the stories, all the conditioning, all the, yeah. you know, all the stuff that we're all carrying. So, so that was my expectation yeah. of the course um, is that, um, right, I'm here now and I need to go to next level. So yeah. 
of course, there is the hard way of trying to figure it out on your own. You can, you can definitely do that. Um, but mm. I, I don't believe in the hard way. I really honestly <laughs> want an easy life. I like to just wake up and breathe and things are happening around me. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that the course is easy. I'm just saying that <laughs> you know, um, yeah. it's stuff that maybe would have taken me, I don't know, eight years to figure out, which yeah. I can just bring forward and, and, and figure it yeah. out now. I can go to the next level of the lay of the onion yeah. so that I can achieve my financial freedom. You know, I'm not yeah. paying that course. It's, it's too expensive. If it makes sense to me and the stuff yeah. that speak of resonates with me, you know, I'm, I'm going to spend the money because my expectation is that I'm definitely going to get that money back. That's what, you know, that's what they say. And it's true that yeah. the best investment you can make is in yourself. You know, I can, Amen. I can buy, I don't know, uh, some share on the JSE. Um, but if I'm not investing in myself and my understanding mm. of the JSE, my understanding of how money works, et cetera, et cetera, it's not really yeah. going to do anything for me. I'm probably going to sell that share at a loss because yeah. I'm thinking, oh, but it's not even giving me the millions I thought it was going to give me. So rather let me educate yeah. myself, let me improve my skill set. And then, mm. you know, I become this financially free person that I've, I desired to be. Wow. That is so, so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think so many of us can so um, resonate with that. The, like doing things from a space of hardship, like you can, like you said, you can always uh, go looking and maybe even create your own meditations for things and everything. But often we don't know what we don't know. That's why for me, I also do the same as you. And I just, I invest a lot in personal development because I know that what the person has done and the years that they've put into doing this, I am not prepared to put in like four years into something to save just like 20,000 Rand yeah. when like I can pay 20,000 Rand and get that knowledge over like six months and start seeing a, a shift in six months versus four years. Yeah. So that's always, always been my thinking. But I think this goes again to ease and understanding what is your ultimate goal? Is your ultimate goal to expand or to save as much as possible, you know? So that's like super, super important to understand as well. Neither one is wrong, right? But some people like going this route of doing it yourself can lead to a whole new journey altogether, mm-hmm. right? So that's all good. So, Putanang, you also teach womb work in the course, right? So tell us how you came to be um, in this, how you came to know about womb work what drew you to womb work? Oh, yeah. What drew me to womb work <laughs> was, um, what is it, like eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, I was diagnosed with fibroids. Mm, it oh was gosh. painful. Um, oh, wow. And uh, for me, my, I mean, my stomach, you know, I'm, I'm a fairly active person. So my stomach is generally flat, you know. Yeah. But it started growing, and I knew I wasn't pregnant. And yeah. 
I just thought, ah, maybe I'm bloated or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I need to change my diet, whatever. It's fine. Mm. And then one day as I was driving, I remember I was driving home on the N4 to Pretoria North and I felt the urge to vomit. And I had to stop my car. I was driving 120 on the highway merrily. And I could not, you know, just start vomiting, driving at 120. I had to stop. I stopped. I I didn't even have enough time to step outside of the car. I literally did it like right here, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I thought, all right, so something is clearly wrong. I... I don't have, you know, episodes like that. I'm literally a merry-go-happy person, you know. So fine, I then went to see the doctor the next day. And he said to me, you need to go see a gynae. Went to see a gynae on the Tuesday. It was a Sunday when this whole episode happened. So on Tuesday, he then said, well, there's something happening in your womb. We need to book you in for a scan, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm starting to get scared. Um, but he was a very old guy, so, you know, he reassured me. He said, nah, you know, whatever it yeah. is, we can sort it out. Okay, yeah. fine. Then um, did a scan. Scan came back, and I had so many fibroids. I think it's called tubulated or something. So they um, grow on a, a string of, I don't know, tissue or whatever. I don't know. And they they basically spread around the abdominal area and they start interfering with all the other organs. So that's why my, my stomach was, was starting to grow. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the day when I vomited, essentially, I don't know, there was something happening against one of my intestines. I can't remember. He explained it to me. So mm-hmm. literally all the food just came back because of that. So, so yeah, so I had to... Um, yeah, this was, this was literally probably the first thing that confirmed me on this journey. I, I had to remove sure. them, took them out by a surgery. Yeah. And um, when they came out, it was six kilograms worth of, um, of fibroids, just balls and balls and balls of, yeah. No fibroids. way. Yeah. And um, so... At that point, I thought, this is not normal. You know, I don't care what the gynae says. It is not normal. Did the gynae say that was normal? Yeah, the gynae said, no, this is quite normal. I take out so many fibroids. If it's not fibroids. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? And I said, there's no way that this is normal. And I cannot accept um, Mm. living like this. You know, again, back to my definition of freedom. I I, I just don't want to be sitting somewhere and then thinking, oh my goodness, what are my fibers doing now? Are they going to start causing me, you know, pain or whatever? No, I just, I really just want to live. Mm. So, so that's what started in earnest, you know? Mm. And um, he said to me, you know, you might struggle to have kids. I don't want to alarm you. I don't want to scare you, blah, blah, blah. But you might struggle to have kids, which is, you know, another thing where I thought this, yeah, it's definitely not normal because I've yeah. always wanted kids and I firmly believe that anything I want, I'm going to get. So there is no way that I can sit here and be told that my 
fibroids are okay and I need to learn to live with them. So sure. that's the how other I thing is that women don't understand this, but like when you take out your fibroids, um, they grow back, you know, they, um, so it's like this never ending cycle. Yeah. So they grow back. Um, although I went and did so much research, reading, etc., And I did, you know, uh, a, I changed my diet. Um, I stopped mm. taking a lot of things and, um, yeah, yeah, I was able to get pregnant twice. I didn't have any issues. My kids carried to full term. That was another thing I was told. If I do get pregnant, I'll never carry to full term, etc. So, ah, there was just a lot around that. Sure. So, so yeah, um, in, in my research, I, I, I actually got to realize that just because something is, is called common does not mean, you know, just because it's normal doesn't mean that it's normal. It's actually just common. Yes. Doctors and people and everybody, yes. say it's normal. But what they're actually trying to say is that it's common. And that doesn't mean that it has to be that way. That goes really yes. for anything, for any health condition, financial yes. condition, emotional condition. It doesn't matter. If anybody tells you it is normal, it's not true. It's common. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's how I got started. I, I read so many books. I signed wow. up for quite a few courses on, on womb work. I got to understand the, the spiritual meaning of actually having a womb and what a womb means in a woman's life. Um, Could you please yeah. tell us more about that? Like, I think that is so powerful. So, so the womb is obviously what we use to carry a baby and bring it to life. Mm. You and I come from a womb. So does yes. everybody else in this life. Yes. And um, while I don't agree with it, you know, when, when young girls have their first period, the first thing they're told is don't go sleep with boys because you're, not, you're now going to get pregnant. That entire yes. message is wrong. Well, yeah, maybe let me not call it wrong, but it's so much more than that. You know, there's so much yes. that carry in our womb and we have so many babies, some of them on a daily basis. Maybe they are not physical yeah. humans, but we birth yeah. every single thing in our lives. Every yes. circumstance that comes up, we birth it. We give birth mm. to it. It serves us mm. to one extent or the other. And what I wish the messaging was was that you can actually, you've got so much power that you can give yes. birth to something. If you want to give birth mm. to Amazon, you can do that. If yes. you want to go and be the next president of South Africa and be a different president because you think that other presidents aren't doing a great job, guess what? That, that little um, organ inside mm. of you you can use that to birth whatever it is that you want. Sure. Sure. So, wow, that is amazing, hey? I mean, so, so powerful. And I know in the course we talk, you teach us 
in the student group, you and um, Polite teach us how to use our wombs to birth things and to bring things into fruition. But some people listening to this are not in the course. Can you give them just one thing that they can maybe start doing? And I know there's so much because I'm talking about something that you guys show up for every week to teach. But just like one small thing for someone who has been told that they may have to have a hysterectomy because I'm hearing, I'm meeting more and more women that like tell me that, oh, doctors told me that I have to have a hysterectomy, all that. And I'm always like, no, that that doesn't sound right. No, because I mean, from what I know and what I understand of the womb work and the work that I've done myself, especially as a Tantra yoga teacher, is that there's so much more to this. So mm. what can someone do to just start connecting to their womb today? Um, the easiest thing is do your own research. Yeah. We all have access to so much information, so much yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Um, but life gets in the way because it's not a priority, it's not important, etc., etc. Yeah. Do some reading, buy some books, um, follow some blogs. Instagram is like people's blogs now. You can literally follow <laughs> who only blog about womb health. Literally, yes. you know, so yes. people will, social media is toxic and whatever. But honestly, my experience is I have learned so much from social media. True. I, yeah, maybe I protect my space and I don't go to the toxic spaces, but I have learned a lot from social media. Yeah. So that's yeah. the first thing I would say. Um, Instagram is, is powerful, like you say. Like I, I find Instagram to be such an incredible resource depending on the people that you follow like i've learned so much about trauma from instagram and i'm always like if anything what i do you guys know is i screenshot everyone that agrees with me and i'm like oh my god this confirms the work but it's for me i find that it confirms it takes me further it gets me to think. There are some people that I read and I'm like, I completely vehemently disagree with this. And then I sit and I think, why does this feel so wrong in my body? Yeah. But Instagram is incredible. It is the blogging platform. You are so right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's accessible to all of us. It's free. Yeah. You can get into the politics of yeah, accessing your information on whatever, but you know, what are you yeah. getting out of it? And I think yeah. that's focusing that. And then the second thing, um, I know you said one, but I think, you know, both are equally important. I think it's to just listen to your body. There are so many messages, so many signs Mm. that come, but because we're not in touch, we really move along until there's an emergency. So listen to your body, tune in. And I'm I'm not Mm. one to say sit and meditate for an hour because I know what that, you know, did to (laughs) me back when I started. I thought, but, you know, I'm going to sit here and do what? I don't understand. (laughs) Do whatever feels right for you. If it's exercise, go ahead and exercise and use that. Mm. Set your intention that this Mm. is the time where I'm going to tune into my body. And you will realize that suddenly 
I'm struggling to lift my arm. Yesterday, but today I can't. And then you follow that prompt that's coming from your body and that will take you to wherever it is that you need to go. And you'll find that sometimes you didn't sleep right. You know, you just Mm -hmm. slept on your arm and it means nothing, but it might be something bigger. And, you know, what you're trying to do is you're trying to to be in touch with all of this because this is what makes you human. This is what Mm. makes you experience here on earth that much sweeter is this entire body that has all these senses that we ignore most of the time. It's about just your senses, getting back into Mm. what am I smelling? What am I tasting? What am I feeling? You know, and just yeah. those are really basic, basic, basic questions, but they're so powerful yeah. and they take you so far. Yes. Wow. I think that's so powerful. You know what I've been reflecting on a lot lately is how we um, we put so much store in the mind, even um, old, uh, like top-down forms of therapy. Uh, traditional forms of therapy have taught us to focus so much on the mind to the detriment of the body and in everything, right? Even in uh, when we are taught to think positively, so much of what we are taught is to focus on the thoughts, to focus on the mind, that so the body gets left behind. Even when you think about what it is that we prize in school, we are often rewarded for either or, right? Either you're super athletic or you're super smart. And then we tend to identify with, I am intelligent. I am so smart. But there's not a lot in terms of the holistic nature of your emotional well-being, the spiritual, the body, and just the intelligence of the body, how the body picks up things that even before we feel an emotion, the body has already registered things. And if we are in tune with the body, we may not know exactly the emotion or the thought behind why we're feeling the way we're feeling, but that we can know that something feels off in the body. Like often I make decisions based on my body says no. And people will say, why are you saying no? And I'll say, my body, it just says no. Like, I don't have a logical explanation, but I'm just going to work with that. But because I've done it so often and I've seen where that listening to the body has led me, I keep doing it now, right? Because I I feel like it has never steered me off course. But we are not taught at school to listen to our bodies. You know, our entire education system is weighted on the mind. Or not, and if it isn't, it's weighted on athletics, which is different to being in the body and listening to the body. Like body intelligence is huge. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, and I mean so, the mind. The mind has been, I'll call it hijacked. You know, because yes. this is what we all need to. Um, improve to be productive you know mm-hmm. and be of use in this world etc yeah. etc but 
there is actually an entire human experience that you can't have without mm. your whole body. That's why we yes. cannot leave the body behind. At some point, at some point, unfortunately, yeah. it does catch up because yes. you are a body. You are here yes. because you are a body. So you yes. cannot just single out the one, which is the brain, mm. the mind, and say, this is what I'm going to work on. No. Every single part needs that attention. Some more yes. than others. And the more you tune into your body, the more you will know which one needs attention. It's like if you yes. have kids, you have friends, whatever it is, you know that that particular friend is actually going through a rough time right now. I need to give her some attention. I need to call her, yes. buy her some groceries, whatever it is that you're going to do. But if you're not in touch that part that needs your attention starts to deteriorate because that's what it knows how to do best. Yes. Yes. Oh, that is so powerful. I'm so, wow. I know why people message me and say they get so much from these videos. It's just like these interviews. It's just mind blowing. But yeah, I really, really loved what you just said. So, um, can you tell us what have you learned about how the womb relates to ancestral trauma and money? What is the connection between those things? Womb, ancestral trauma, and money. So, so as I said earlier, we all come from a womb. And I think we've all seen yeah. that picture that shows that it's your grandmother who's pregnant. And then yeah. she's pregnant with, or with your mother. And by yes. the time your mother is four months, I stand to be corrected, but I think it's four months in the womb, um, yes. all your eggs are there. All, all your mother's wow. eggs are there. So that means yeah. you came into existence, whatever. If it's 90 years ago, yeah. if your grandma was 90 years old, you were oh here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so whatever it is that your grandmother was going through, Literally, you were here experiencing it with her. And of course, by extension, it means that she was there 90 years before that when her grandmother was pregnant. So, you know, it's a cycle that we, we carry our ancestors within our genes. We carry them with us on a daily basis. They yes. are our DNA. There's something I read that says wow. you may not know what your great 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 grandmother looked like, but your genes know it. Um, yes. So, so that's that's really the the link is that whatever she was going through, that her grandmother went through, that her grandmother, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, since the beginning of time. Yeah, I went through it. You know, and, and this would explain why triggers, you know, sometimes you get triggered by something and you, you're like, I do not understand why this thing has me so worked up. For all you yes. know, it's an experience that your great, 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 great grandmother went through. Yeah. And because you're carrying her in your DNA, it's just, it's coming out, you know. Yeah. So that's the link between, you know, I think you said the womb, um, uh, trauma and, trauma. and something yeah. else. Money. money. So, how does the womb tie into money? Which is, I'm sure that's like a big thing, right? It's like we all hear people talk about 
the power of the womb in manifesting. So talk us through some of that. Yeah, so, so like I said earlier, we give birth every day. You know, you yeah. want to, I don't know, you're dreaming of a certain shoe and then you just get online and there is the shoe. You go ahead and you yeah. buy it, you know. Yeah. It, or you're dreaming of, I don't know, a partner in life or a business partner mm. or your kids as I dreamt of when I was young. Whatever it is that you're dreaming about, you birth it. It comes through, obviously it comes through in your head first. You know, it's a dream. Yes. It comes in dreams as you sleep or you're daydreaming whatever form it comes in, but the gestation of it comes into your womb first. Mm. Everything comes into your womb. Whatever mm. you're going to give birth to, it needs to pass through the womb first. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And if there is stagnation, a stagnant energy within the womb, it makes the manifestation process so much more difficult which is basically i i mean i could be wrong but that's what i feel like that's what's happening with fibroids is that there is a form of stagnation in the womb and then it becomes like um so it solidifies so it's energy that then becomes matter solidified so it's just um and again i feel like it's just the womb asking us to pay attention, to bring our focus there so that the energy can start flowing again, you know? Yeah. So, so fibroids actually, yeah. interestingly, are exactly what you were saying. It's, oh, wow. It's a denial of what you know you're meant to give birth to. And the womb is there to Ooh. give birth. If you're not going to give birth, I, as your womb, am going to find a way to make you give birth. And unfortunately, oh. what you're actually going to give birth to is not necessarily what you wanted because you're not willing oh to God. do whatever work you were supposed to do to give birth to what you wanted to give birth to. The womb is there to give birth, to recreate, to procreate. We're not talking about kids, of course. We're not talking yes, about yes. babies. We are talking yeah. about if you are meant to go and start that business and you keep yeah. procrastinating, starting that business, yeah. something yeah. has to give. Something's got to give. Because yes. like you said, it's like the idea comes in and it's like the yeah. sperm and the egg. It needs to gestate. But at yeah. some point, the baby doesn't stay there past nine months. Like... After nine months, we all get like, oh my gosh, this baby needs to come out, you know? So this is the same thing with our dreams. Wow, I never thought of that. <gasps> so, oh, so we actually goodness. really owe it to ourselves and everybody else, honestly, around us yeah. to take our dreams to wherever they want to go. We, we owe it to ourselves. And I know there's a lot of, I'm not good enough. I'm not this person. I'm not the right yeah. person for this. Oh, I still need to do my MBA. Oh, I must get married yeah. first. Wait, I must first have savings of 300,000 rand. I must first, I must first, I must first. Yeah. All sorts of things. But if, if you're meant to give birth because you're a person with a womb, you were born with a womb, you're going yeah. to give birth to something. 
you may give birth to entrenchment because you're just not willing to actually do what you're meant to do. You may give birth to a car accident that's going to make you wake up and say, oh my God, my life is too short. I need to do, but something's got to give. Okay. Wow. Guys, if you're like me and you need a moment, (laughs) feel free to pause and just like (laughs) time it out. Oh my gosh. So this is, but this makes sense because being human is being constantly expansive and constantly evolving. When we say expansive, I think people always think that I need to be expanding and getting more, more, more. But really what it is, is like becoming more, right? You are constantly in the state of becoming like rebirthing, experiencing, exploring. And what often happens for most of us is we say, I want to stay safe. You know, this is what, now I've manifested this. I need to hold on to it for dear life because if I go Mm -hmm. on to this next manifestation, it may cost me so much more, you know? But like, this is so powerful what you've just said because for me, it then ties the womb to, um, I guess, uh, usually it's polite that takes us right back to the, uh, to divinity, right? When she does the work, but it takes us right back to this relationship that we have with the creator, with the divine, because it means that I must always walk in faith. If something is willing to be, if it's time for something to be birthed, I need to allow that birthing process. And sometimes you need mid- midwives. And I'm just thinking to myself, in the same way that you need midwives to birth a baby, sometimes we need midwives to birth the next expansion, the next part of the journey. So this is just so powerful. And that's where your tribe comes in. That's where courses come in. That's where coaches come in. That's where all this comes in. So this is what's happening. Huh. I never thought of it like that. I'm just, guys, you're just getting an insight into how I process ideas and things, which the money magic students are so used to, right? Like I'll just like be dumping and processing in a live video or in a post that I'm writing. So, wow, this is amazing. So how did you feel? Um, let's just head back to the, um, uh, course for a moment, Putanang. So how did you feel emotionally about money before starting the course? I know you'd already done quite a bit of personal development work. And how has those, how have those feelings shifted? Have they shifted for the better, for the worse? What's happened? <laughs> um, no, they've shifted for the better for sure. But um, I think it's, it's like what I was saying earlier that there's layers you know, and yes. uh, the first layer maybe is, you know, I was a varsity student and all I wanted was to just have a thousand rand in my bank account, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and what I needed to do to get the thousand rand is not very different from what I need to do to get to 200 million rand, yeah. but it's just on a higher level. It's on a higher level of me actually believing I am the person who very much deserves that 200 million rand because I've got use for it, right? In in this world of today, I've got use 
for that money. And money, money is freedom for a lot of people. So I don't know how many people I'm going to give that freedom to if I have that 200 million. I need to, yes. do, I need to actually do this thing. I cannot stop yes. at any point. So, so for me, the course was going, you know, those layers um, deeper to get me closer to my goal. You know, maybe I st- we, well, we all start at different points, obviously. But, but yeah, my yeah. point where I started is not the same point where you started because you're also a student of the work. And, yes, and um, that's, that's literally all, all I wanted. I wanted to, to peel <laughs> off, you know, yeah. more layers to get to this free human that I dream of being. And, and I mean, saying that, I don't, I don't want us to think that we are prisoners, but, you know, yeah. freedom are layers to freedom. And, and you know, yes. do we all realize, I think by now, that there's actually layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. Yeah. Upon layers. And this is yeah. every single topic that we can talk about. There's patriarchy yeah. that we can talk yeah. about with, you know, as a woman, I have to take my husband's surname, but as yeah. a woman, the one who carries on the gene pool. And yes. On a, what is it, a mental or whatever, a logical level, it doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense, but that's patriarchy. And we can yes. unpeel all the layers about patriarchy until we get to, I don't know if we'll ever finish, you know, because <laughs> it's a human experience and to be human yeah. is to be complex. And to yes. have layers, layers upon layers of all these things. So I don't think that you can ever actually say, I have arrived, you know. And yes. I don't know if people who die can say, <laughs> I have arrived. Because I think death also just is part of the human experience. And, and yes. if you've done all you needed to do in, in this lifetime, whether it's 57 years or 13 years or 98 years, however your life yeah. is, and death will come with your time. It's your time. You've done all you could do yeah. with what you were given in this lifetime. Sure. Very, very deep, right? Like, I love what you've just said, that all of this is part of the human experience, though. And I think that we are hoping to dodge some things. Like, I keep, as you were talking, I was thinking, like, how we sometimes hope to bypass certain things of the human experience because we don't want to be disappointed. We don't want to be hurt. But like, this is all just that. This is all just an experience. You know, it is, we are here to fully experience being human and being human is being complex. And sometimes we work so hard to deny parts of ourselves. And yet the minute we start to deny those parts of ourselves because we've been taught they are ugly or they are shameful we don't get to fully explore them and get to fully dive into the lessons that they were trying to bring to us or teach us, you know? So I think that is so powerful what you've just said. So many yeah. powerful you lessons can, here. You can yeah. run. You can run for so long. Uh, you, yes. You, you cannot, this is, you you signed a contract. I mean, that's my belief system anyway. I believe that you've got a soul and your soul extends beyond your human life in this, you know, time. Mm-hmm. And 
and you signed that contract and, and you know, we, we all have experiences about getting into bad contracts, yeah. but the contract has to be fulfilled. You can't yes. just get out of it. You can't get out of it without paying attention to those cancellation clauses that we all hate so yeah. much. When you find yourself in a bad contract and you realize, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is going to cost you. It's going to cost yeah. you to get out of that contract that you made on a soul level to come and fulfill yeah. some things here in 2020 yeah. July on the 7th, on the 14th of July. There's some things that yeah. you said you're going to do. You need to do them. Yeah. It is unfortunate. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things. Oh, fortunate, right? Yeah. Fortunate or unfortunate when like some of us did sign contracts to come back in this lifetime to do certain things, you know? Like I always say to people, this is how I know that this is my last life. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> There's a contract here. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, hey, yeah. I'm fine for time. I'm fine for time. I just... Okay, so guys, we had lost... I'd lost Putanan for a while, but I was saying that one of the things that I realized for me is that I feel like part of the contract, I used to have this thing about... I, I can't believe I'm on earth again. It's kind of like a long, crazy story, right? Like the Money Magic students know about it, like that from the age of six, I used to have this feeling that I went to sleep and then I woke up in someone else's body, right? And I used to have this thing, I still do, by the way, and I think that's why I sleep so late, about this like thing this trauma for six-year-old me that just couldn't be explained about sleeping and then waking up in this body, you know? And I was just like, oh. So I definitely feel that sometimes the contract is not exactly what you signed up for. And the entry into the contract can be so traumatic because I know my childhood was always just like this, it's like crazy. And then Honey always used to say, growing up, right, in our teens, we would always say to each other, so gets even trippier how we always knew that we knew each other. Like we were familiar to each other in the family. Like, and we would say it like in the room, like we are familiar to each other, but these souls, these other people that we are here with, we are yeah, not like, they are so unfamiliar. <laughs> so we always knew each other's souls and it's funny because we always recognize that and we would say it from a young age but these other souls that are in this that we're in this family with and that we're having to relate with we don't find a familiarity with them like what is going on and it's really and it can for me anyway I can't speak to what honey was experiencing but for me that was extremely traumatic like i'm not gonna lie to just like keep feeling like i've come into this body there's this one soul that i recognize and then there's mm -hmm. all these other souls that are clearly souls that i don't recognize or that i don't feel like we have a good vibe together mm -hmm. you know? so very interesting so what, how have you seen your income and savings shift since you started the course? Um, well, my income has definitely increased. Um, mm -hmm. But beyond my income, because I am on a financial freedom 
path and this is financial freedom for my kids and my grandkids, just everybody in the bloodline going forward. I have also started my investment uh, journey in earnest, you know, Mm. so that for me is, is more important than savings. I know for other people it's different, but you know, for me, because I know, I suppose my accounting background as well, that cash is not such an investment because of the low returns. It's safe and all that, but the returns are so low um, that for me, diversifying is very important. So, So I think, you know, having been able to actually take that step and move away from just saving, I'm not going to get to financial freedom by saving money. It doesn't matter how, many, how much money I have. What Amen. I need is perpetual, consistent income. And I'm saying perpetual yeah. because it includes my kids and my grandkids, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, um, I just, money is important, but I, I feel like yeah. I am here to change the course and make sure that money is not a preoccupation that, Yes. my age can just live and do whatever it is that they're meant to be here for. And as I said, if we yeah. live in a capitalist society, we need to accept that money is important. You need money for a lot of things. You know, you mm. want to go and be an artist, you need money for that. Um, otherwise, you're going to get just a bad contract um, because yeah. you're so desperate and you need this thing to happen. You believe in yourself, etc. So, so yeah, that's, that's really the shift that I have have seen. I've got my mm. investment. I've dreamed of having a balance sheet. That's the accountant in me. I've got a balance sheet. I'm working mm. on it. I can see the growth. I can see the income streams coming in from my investments going into perpetuity. Oh, wow. This is what you've just said is so powerful about savings, Putanang, because you know the ongoing narrative in the financial literacy space is people need to save, people need to save, people need to save. And I've always been, nope, people need to create extra streams of income and people need to create passive streams of income. And also the other thing that I don't like sometimes about that, about the financial literacy industry is then people will even go as far as to say that the, the average person doesn't understand passive income. I'm like, no, everyone understands uh, getting money not uh, for not have uh, without having to work for it. That is, we all want that. That is like literally what passive income is. It's like, how do you make money without having to work for it? It's a simple thing, and then give people many options. But this yeah. idea that like we just that saving is what leads to. Um, that saving is all that leads to financial freedom or retirement annuities or whatever were offered um, at our employment is what leads to financial freedom. It's something that is so detrimental because we don't even think, and I think the fallacy is making people believe that just because you invest in something, you need to wait 10, 20 years before you see a return on investment. It is possible some investments, you can invest in them now and see a return in five years or even earlier. So we need to start teaching investments as well. But that's something that um, I think that 
because our schools are not yet there and the industry is not yet there. We need to do the work for ourselves to learn more about that. So thank you about, uh, thank you for sharing that. So what are the three lessons or, oh, did you have something to say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only, everything is passive income. We need to change yeah. the narrative. Everything is passive income, except your yeah. job. Everything <laughs> is passive income, including your savings <sighs> in your bank account that give you that 100 rand per annum yeah. or whatever it is that you're getting. That is passive mm. income. And oh, I completely wow. disagree that people do not understand what passive income We all understand it. Yes. That's why we want more savings. But all I'm saying yes. is saving is not the way. If you want more passive mm. income, like you're saying, create more streams of income. Whether yes. you're going to have property, whether you're going to invest in your friend's business, but please do your due diligence. Mm. Whether you're going to buy your shares in Adcock Ingram, it doesn't matter, or Amazon yeah. in the US, that is what passive income is going to be. You're going to get your dividends, you're going to get your rental income, you're going to get all these things. There's some work that you have to do for some of these investments, yes. but if you're going to go and buy a share in Adcock, all you have to do is buy that Adcock share and then wait yeah. for your dividend. That's passive income. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That is amazing. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's sitting here and be like, yeah, true about the job. <laughs> yeah, we totally get it. So what are the three lessons on meditation in the course that you feel have had the most impact on you and your money journey and your money mindset? Um, definitely the mother wound, father wound. For sure. First. And this is because conditioning, guys. <laughs> we all get conditioned <laughs> by the tribe. Um, yes. mother, wound, mother wound doesn't necessarily mean mother literally. It means whoever yeah. was the maternal figure that you inevitably end up looking up to because we do that when we are kids, you know? Um, mm. So it could be your grandmother, it could be your aunt, it doesn't matter. It's just that maternal figure. And, yes. um, you know, when, when we are young, you've, you, you, your brain just absorbs. It's, it's part of the human yeah. experience. Is that You quickly need to learn the rules. But unfortunately, in learning the rules, that's actually the conditioning and some of it ends up being limiting beliefs and mm. it, it ends up in sabotage almost all the time uh. because you know I don't believe I'm good enough for that or mm. my parents are still working despite the fact that you know I'm approaching my late 30s they're still struggling mm. for money so how dare I think that I can actually be financially free by age 40 you know, financially yes. for my kids, for my grandkids, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. we, we, we come into life with contracts and we somehow choose people that are going to make life make sense to us. And, yes. and it's really important to, to recognize that some of those things mm. are not serving 
anymore. Because my mother is my mother, she will forever be my mother here yes. on earth. But there are certain yes. things that she taught me that no longer serve me and I need to let go of them. Yes. And unfortunately, it's not as easy as saying, I don't like the fact that, you know, my mother doesn't have 5 million rand in her bank account. Yeah. So I'm just 5 million rand. No. Yes. I've learned her behavior. I've internalized it so much that I'm actually mm. her. I'm an extension of her. So Amen. in my conscious mind, in my conscious mind, it's not that simple. So that's why we yeah. then, in the course, we use meditation because that's going to access your subconscious and that's where things shift and change. That's where things happen. That's where mm-hmm. you actually start to recognize that I can, I can cut this cord between myself and my yeah. mother. It doesn't yeah. mean I deny her as my mother, but I need to cut yes. this cord serve me. I'm not here yes. for that long. I'm not here yeah. so that when I'm 60 years old and I actually want to take a holiday, I then think, oh no, this is too expensive, you know? Yes. So, so for me, it's the mother and father wound by, by far yeah. because of the yes. condition. I really oh. recognize the power that they had in my life. Um, yeah. as a child and even today you know there are things that they mm. do that still trigger me today and I'm an adult I've got <laughs> I'm trying not to you know give my kids trauma yeah. from my life but guess what even my parents today still trigger me so yes. so mother father wound for sure and for then- sure like I just want to jump in and say that my whole money story like I feel like 85% of my money story, as you guys know, is my mother wound. It's like, <laughs> I keep coming back to that, you know? It's like, it just goes so deep. It just keeps going deeper and deeper. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that was all I needed to say. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, the, the spirit of money just always takes me back to where I'm trying to go my freedom mm. that is oh. my, my goal um so those those three are my are my go-to if you know i'm not even if i'm dealing with anything specific because everything is yeah. so related you know yeah. that it doesn't actually matter what you do just just do something you know yeah so so yeah it's it's those three i agree like i do feel like sometimes you just choose a meditation, choose a lesson, you know? Um, I mean, granted, there are some lessons that I don't just willy-nilly choose, like Akashic Records of a God wound. I'm like, if I'm doing this, it's because, like, whoa, things are there. Like, I'm willing to go to the depths of this work, but just choose a lesson. Um, So the inner work is almost daily work. And sometimes it's emotionally hard and it can take a while to do and it can feel strenuous on the body. How do you keep showing up to the work? Do you have a particular routine, a morning routine, an evening routine or weekly routine? What's your thing that keeps you on track to keep doing the work? I think what what keeps me on track is my list of desires. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
I dream of flying first class with my family, you know, <laughs> taking them on a two-week holiday wherever. And um, yeah, without having to worry about costs and mm. getting back to a job and getting back to school, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So, so um, logically, I know that I... I'm not that person who takes their mm. entire family on holiday, first class, five star hotel, etc., yeah. etc. I'm not that person, but I desire to be that person. And Amen. so I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the work. It yeah. doesn't matter what comes up, whatever comes up, I may roll my eyes for an entire month, but I'm going <laughs> to deal with it, <laughs> you know, and, um, <laughs> Yeah, one day is one day as the lottery yeah. uh, and whatever it yeah. is says. Yeah. Oh, I love what you've just said. Like, I desire to be that person. It's so powerful because we never ever think, we don't always think about who we need to be in order to reach our income goals or in order to live this life that we want to live. And sometimes the person that we need to be is a person that, is less resentful, has let go of certain money habits, has thinks about money in a particular way, believes certain things about themselves that they don't believe right now. It was one of the key things that I had to realize about myself when I decided I wanted to increase my income in wealthy money was that I needed, the person that I needed to be had, had to have a very, very different viewpoint of themselves. They had like to let go of all, like not of everything, because these things will keep coming up, like you said, but I had to be willing to start working on healing some of the ways that I perceived myself because that self-perception was influencing the way that I was showing up and the way that I was then presenting myself and behaving with money, which was impacting my income. So, so powerful. So, Putanang, how do people get hold of you as an accountant? I would love to have an accountant like you, right? If I didn't have my accountant, I would be like, this is the accountant I need. And I wanted to ask, do you also consult with people around womb work if people are interested in doing work with you around womb work would you also do that how do people reach you um i'm on instagram i'm on facebook i am very bad with attending to my messages on facebook but i, I check them now and again um on, on facebook i am putana mutzielwa on instagram i am puti uh i think underscore m Okay. I just need to quickly check. No, it's Putty M. Just Putty M. No underscore. Okay. Um, so, so that's how you can get a hold of me. Uh, most likely, if you reach out, just ask if we can chat on, on WhatsApp because it's just easier. I'm definitely on WhatsApp on a daily basis, but I might not be on Instagram or Facebook on a daily basis. Mm, I love that. Okay, so... Thank you so much for coming on this show, Putanang. I've been wanting to interview you for a while now. So do you have any last words to add before I close it off? 
Um, yeah, I think let's, you know, let's go make some money, guys. Let's make money. Let's all go to Barbados and just, you know, have fun without um, having to worry about reporting to our bosses. Nobody's taking a laptop. Yeah. I've done that many times, go on holiday with a laptop. Uh, no one's taking oh, a laptop wow. for purposes. Um, we're just, we're yeah. going to have fun. I think we're here in this life as a human being to have fun. And, and, you know, the more you remember that on a daily basis, the more of the baggage you can just shed and let go mm. of. Just remember to, mm-hmm. to have fun, to have fun. Yes. What's the point of the misery, you know, because you're yeah. here, you're here, make it count, yeah. have fun, laugh a little bit more, play a little bit more, whether you've got yeah. kids or not and play just you know go sit on the grass and soak up the sun you know yeah let's let's have fun oh my god that's the best advice ever have fun <laughs> like really marinate in pleasure that is also deep healing homework like marinating in pleasure allowing yourself to soak up the pleasure that is life so Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Money Magicians. This has been an absolute pleasure to have Putanang come through. And I'm sure you guys learned as much as I did. If you are interested in the Money Magic course and being part of this incredible tribe, especially the student group, then definitely go check out wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic come through if we if we're open for registration uh, sign up for the course if not get on the waiting list when the course is opening for registration i will send you an email and you can join us so thank you everyone thank you once more putanang this has been such a pleasure thank you this was fun thanks yeah i hope you enjoyed this week's episode If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.